everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. I missed one day I had 102 messages and I woke up at seven o'clock yeah yeah it's disgusting I hate whatsapp with a passion it's ruined my life and I wake I woke up at seven o'clock this morning like (gasps) I I haven't replied to anyone on whatsapp so as if this is something I'm like this is ridiculous so sorted it all out literally I've been I sorted it all out before me and you started talking 17 minutes ago I now have 17 new whatsapp messages 70 babe that's what happens when you reply to people they reply back how i know you- and i'm like i just did this go away go away um figured out the archive area yeah 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 now obviously because like when i started dating james i would go through all of his shit and look at all his archive messages that he thought he didn't but he hadn't <laughs> Never. but if i like if it's work stuff sometimes i'll archive it or if it's like stuff i don't want to like i don't know if it's like Greg telling us to do accounts I'm like I don't need to do that right now <laughs> I just Greg want to sit down because you can still see that you get uh people like messages in it it just doesn't oh, no. oh yeah no you can you're right I was gonna say I've missed the last few but I think that's because I'm purposefully trying to miss it I um I hate it and you know what like with whatsapp and I don't want to say I feel bad saying this but it's also fucking true it's like inane chat and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I'm like, I, I sound like such a bitch, but I'm just going to say like, I'm quite a busy person on like a day-to-day basis. Like, I don't want to speak to you about like that really cool flower that's growing out of a crack in the pavement and then start sending each other meaningful, meaningful memes, you know, quoting Tupac Shakur. Like, I don't care. Stop. <laughs> Tupac memes? Hello. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you love Tupac, don't you? Yeah. Wait, have I ever shown you my trousers? Yes, I the first one of the, one of the first times like I started one of the first posts I ever did about you was you just standing at some weird house party and your two pack tracks was like I um, love Amazon Jordan. Well, they're here. I brought them to Mexico with me. Obviously, well, I think you should take. I think you should take a photo of them later and tag me so I can you know have a look and retag you. Okay, thanks. So we can just share share with the audience. <laughs> Yeah. So how's Emma? Share with our audience. How's Mexico? Are you still enjoying it? How's everything going? How's your plantain consumption <laughs> progressing? You know, what is something dangerous we've realised is you can also get omelets with plantain in as well. I saw. I did so, see that. You know, we've taken it like to the next level. Here's Amelia. She's Hello, she's Amelia. she's just come from meditating on the beach because it's full moon, you know. Oh, hi, gorgeous. I won't interrupt. Um, yeah. um, We're having a good time. Good. All right. Shall we get to the questions? Have, do we have anything on the live on the three minutes we've been on? We've got Tan Chan. Hi, babes. Um, and people just agreeing with your WhatsApp rant. And then Tan Chan saying, I told my best friend today, if someone can't give me the same level of fab chat, I'd rather talk to myself. (laughs) (laughs) This is like me and my friend. So actually the only good WhatsApp message other than Emma's messages, which always make me think, and we have really good chats. 
the other only good like friend whatsapp messages i get is from my friend roshi who sent me a video of her in a dress today basically standing in front of the mirror doing several different poses going if i move this way can you see my vagina can you see my vagina if I move this way? Is this too slutty? I really want to wear it. Do I look like a whore? And I was like, this I have time for. Yeah. Any yeah. any outfit, any outfit opinions, I'm down. <laughs> Do you know what I have a lot of time for on WhatsApp now is double speed messages. Oh yeah. 1.5 though, because if you do two, it's too much. I can't understand. Yeah, yeah. 1.5. But now I get really annoyed if someone sends me something on Instagram, like a voice message. I'm like, oh no. No, no. <laughs> Of time to listen to you in real time my rule is that i send voice messages but i don't listen to anyone else <laughs> apart from yours yeah that's quite good i wish you could have like that that function turned off like i'm going to reply to you via voice note but it doesn't mean that i actually want one back it just means i can't oh, yeah. one of my friends oki just has like stream of consciousness they go on for five minutes and they're like long pauses in sentences and i'm like octavia i will kill you hurry the fuck up I know. She's called Lady Octavia. She's a lady. Oh, I know, a lady. Isn't that so cool? Um, okay, let's get on with Presley. I like the name Octavia. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a good name. Right, okay, let me find... Oh, do you know what I've started watching? Sorry, I know that we're meant to, <laughs> we're meant to be working. I started watching you on Netflix. You and Amelia have to start watching it. Anybody who's watching it, um, comment for me. Like this, I haven't fancied a serial killer this much since Dexter. I'm obsessed oh, wait, with Wait, is him. it guy from... Gossip Girl. Yeah. Oh, what, and you fancy him? I can't begin to tell you from the second that he walked onto screen, I was like, I looked at James, I was like, I'm going to struggle watching this with you. <laughs> really? So so fit okay okay we'll we'll consider that i mean yeah we won't watch anybody it. else anybody watching on the live who who's watching you please just feel me give me some feedback on this okay sam beak can you talk about a deload week oh we did that didn't we oh claire davies hit, has hit us with a new greeting hello luscious ones oh I hope you're both good. I'm starting to think ahead to maybe going it alone, sad face. And a post Emma did got me thinking. The area that I'm going to struggle on most is workouts and programming my own sessions. I love Emma's gym days and I tell her this frequently. I'm unsure how I'll manage to replicate this without that level of expertise. And pre-EC, I was a big gym faffer. I'm definitely training better and harder and I don't want to lose that. What would you advise, please, Emma? Um, I mean, stay would be my first piece of advice. I, and on that note, like we'll talk about gym programming and things and how you might want to do that yourselves. But I think a lot of people are like, I don't need this anymore. And that's an excellent place to get to. And we want you all to get to that place but you can still just do something because you want it and investing like 20 quid a month in yourself and in your, in your exercise and your fitness and your health. And who knows when you might need a little bit of extra support. Like it's not a huge investment in yourself. And I think it's well worth the returns that you're getting. Um, but nonetheless, uh, if you want to program your own gym workouts, I mean, one thing I would say is write down the ones that you've got at the moment. And you could maybe even like you could use that as a bit of a template and you could tweak things. So you could be like, hmm, I'm going to swap 
machine chest press for incline press because it does quite a similar it does quite similar muscle groups but I want a little bit of a change or I'm going to mix up the rep range a little bit but I'm going to keep the structure re relatively the same um that I guess those would be sort of tips if you if you were going to go alone but you know you shouldn't <laughs> hard isn't it because I don't even know if if the advice that I'm I would give about how I program for clients especially specifically I should say with, with a physique goal in mind um I don't even know if it would make sense I don't know if I know I don't know if it would make sense to someone who isn't qualified or hasn't been training for it for this like you know so I'd be like you know you you, you think of every muscle group and one exercise for that muscle group you know, for that area of the body in a session, or like we always talk about, you can split it into as Emma does, push, pull, legs, full body. You could even put legs in your push, pull. And I don't know if I could literally give you a whole fucking answer, but I don't know, unless you're a PT or you're really experienced, if any of it would make any sense. Um, but yeah, I look, I'll just put it in layman's terms. You want to think of every muscle group, you know, just start from your calves up <laughs> pretty much. Carbs all the way up to traps. Think of every single uh, muscle one exercise for that um group is enough um you know you in in my opinion doing like a three to four sets of you know five to 25 reps range is great obviously for smaller muscles like shoulders that higher rep range is going to be fine if you're talking about big compound lifts that have really high fatigue rate like your your, your squats and your deadlifts and your bench press your military press your bent over rows you probably want to go heavier and do less reps because they're really fatiguing. Nobody fucking wants to be doing 25 squats, like, uh, you know, with an Olympic bar on their back. So probably not, um, you know, and, and, and then you do one exercise and like in that sets and rep ranges, and then you, you split it up. However you want to split it up. You could do full bodies. Like I say, you could split up every pull and every push, every leg, you could do body parts, which is what I do, which is really not on trend anymore, but I love it. That's how I like to train. How do you like to train? And that is pretty much it, how I program for myself and for my clients. Um, but like I say, I don't know if you're going to be like, well, what is this a muscle? Is that a this? And is this, you know, when yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I get what you mean, because I think the problem with advice like that is like, OK, I'm going to do one exercise for my traps, not realizing that actually if you're doing a clean and press, you're already working your traps or like exactly. I need to exactly. my biceps, not realizing that every pull movement oh. essentially yeah. is going to work your biceps. So, yeah. It, yeah you could get quite heavy into stuff if you're like I need to do an exercise, One exercise yeah 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 that's it's a really good point like you know you, you talk about isolated movements and you talk about compound movements and then and that would change your training in and of itself um you know I, I remember when I used to do back day oh my god what was I doing I'd be in the gym for an hour now I'm in there for like 20 to 30 minutes and I'd be doing like um assisted pull-ups wide gripping and kind of close grip or supine I would be doing wide grip pull downs, wide grip and close grip. I will be doing um, wide grip rows because I will be doing everything. And now I realize that one exercise is enough and then you switch it up and you play around with it. If you get bored or if you feel like, I don't know, something's not quite working for you, you know, and also like, again, it's very subjective. You know, you, what exercises do you really struggle to feel in the targeted area and which exercises fucking are fire? Like, Hip thrusts for me are fucking fire on my glutes. But like if I do, a lot of people talk about RDLs in their glutes and I'm like, nah, not for me. That's, that's a strict hamstring, you know, lift for me. Everybody's different, you know? It's really, it's a really tricky question. It's way too nuanced. Just stay, just stay. <laughs> I mean, like as much as it is like 10 years of experience in programming, 
so probably can't answer it in a quick question but on on top of that like there are so many answers we could give to this like realistically do you need the quote-unquote perfect training program no is it better to have a program that's pretty good hits all the basics and you enjoy yeah 100% like you're not looking to be the next Mrs Olympia you're looking to improve your physique and it doesn't need to be absolutely perfect in order to do that it just needs to be like think of it as like I need to stimulate these muscles so that they grow need to tell them to grow and to do that I need to create some fatigue around them that you don't need to overthink it um yeah okay there's a question here Claire hello ladies so I'm on my first round I've been sticking to just three workouts so I know what I'm doing is that a problem as I'm starting to feel a bit left behind no not at all I don't see why you're feeling left behind three workouts fantastic competitive bodybuilders who are competing for the olympia do three four workouts a week it's absolutely fine if they can do it you can do it don't worry about it i I think it's i think it's more psychological than anything i used to be like this if i wasn't training six days a week if i wasn't doing every exercise like i just mentioned every single one i was not doing it right and i wasn't gonna get the results it's just complete and utter bullshit you're just completely psychological agreed is that it that is it well maybe because we just sent the new workouts up last week didn't we i don't know i mean I the are merging together for me now but i'm like 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 the first three workouts that you were doing it's absolutely fine like your body's not going to adapt to those within four weeks like you can do them for eight weeks and you still get great results as long as you're pushing yourself agreed do you remember the beginning of ec method where you never knew what week it was and i always knew what week it was now yeah. I'm with you. I just I don't know. I'm like I have no idea. No. I don't know right now. We should. I know like. I after, only know when the new workouts are due. Stop it! I can tell that Bertie's driving my mum mad, and she's just like really politely not saying anything. But I can tell he's like doing her nothing. Every time she walks in a room, he starts barking, and I'm like, just okay. welcoming her. I know, but it's scary because it's so loud. It's like, whoa. <laughs> um, okay, Suzanne Neal. I'm heading to France for my eighth ski season soon, and I'm wondering about nutrition and training throughout. <laughs> I mean, I, but if you're anything like me, nutrition's going to go out the fucking window when you, when you go skiing. <laughs> I always find that I'm completely starving after a day on the slopes. I'm a poor seasonary lol. So there's no massive plate of spag bowl washed down with half a bottle of wine for lunch and more perching on a rock and eating a usually squashed sandwich. I'm really good at eating a balanced evening meal, but my greed always gets the better of me, which is a thousand times worse than the cold, fresh air and exercise is added. Any advice on dealing with this would be fab. Okay, let's do that one first. So Yes, you will be ravenous. You are in the cold all day. You are being active all day. It's also a lot of mental energy skiing. There's a hell of a lot of skill and technique involved in that. And that's exhausting. And even that will see you kind of feel like you want to eat. And just, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying here about what your, your realistic diet will be. No, I eat like a squash sandwich at lunchtime and then she yeah. ends up overeating in the evening and it could be that she's not eating enough in the day so she's by the time you get down and get to your evening meal 
you're so hungry that you end up overeating. And as Chloe's saying, like being cold all day, being active all day, we spoke about this in terms of like marathon training and doing excessive amounts of cardio as well. What tends to happen is hunger levels ramp up, but they they drive you to eat more than potentially what you need. And part of that is the food choices that you have available as well. Like if you're really, really hungry and all you have available is loads of spaghetti bolognese, like you're probably likely to overeat. If there was an option of half of that spaghetti being roasted vegetables or something that's a bit more satiating or a little bit of protein in there, it might be easier not to overeat in terms of calorie expenditure going or calorie intake coming up. So it's partly food choices. It's partly your drive to hung, to eat. Um, and maybe, like, I don't know what control you have over the food choices that you have there. Because if you don't have control over the food choices, then you're probably just going to have to be like, I need to make sure that I'm not overeating this. And I guess even if you can have some, like, fruit as a snack or, like, before dinner, have some fruit so you're not going into, like, a high-calorie meal, absolutely starving from a full day of skiing and only having some little squash sandwich? I would say um, have a big breakfast. Take a, a well, if you, if you can take a sandwich, take a couple. Because, um, I mean, it's, I don't know why, I guess it's because of the whole carb fear. Like if you're making a homemade sandwich or a homemade toasty, unless you're drowning it in cheese, it's low calorie. It's really, I'm, I'm not talking shop-bought, which is a whole other thing, because they all have some kind of mad count of mayo in it. But like a homemade sandwich with like bread, butter and some kind of luncheon meat in the middle is low calorie. Have a couple, have a nice big breakfast. Um, and I honestly like, I don't think there's any way around it. I have never met one person in my life who's got off a slope and not dived headfirst into a massive meal. And I think also I've never met anyone come back from that kind of trip having gained weight. Because you are you are burning calories. I mean, it's it's you know, we, Emma's right. You know, your 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 perception of hunger might actually be exceeding how many calories you're actually burning and what kind of deficit you're actually in. A hundred percent. But I've never met anyone come back off a sea holiday having eaten a lot and drank a lot, and not kind of either maintained or lost weight. Um, I, so I would say, quite honestly, I really wouldn't advise you to be really strict with food on a holiday like that and then go, go to bed slightly hungry, wake up slightly hungry. Then you get hit the next night. You're still hungry. I, I don't I don't think you need to. I think try and be try and be strict about when you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it will be punctuated with activity. But I wouldn't say that you should overly restrict yourself. I don't I, it's not that kind of you don't you're not lying on your ass all day. You're on a fucking active holiday. Yeah, and how long are you on the holiday as well? Like, yeah. if it's a couple of days, if it's a week, like, it's not going to make that big a difference. If you're making mindful choices, I wouldn't overstress about it. Um, it is funny, like, the mindset that a lot of people get into of, I know that I'm going to overeat in the evening, or I know I've got this huge meal in the evening, or I know I always come off the slopes really hungry, and by the time that I get home, I, I eat all this... And then you're like, well, actually, it's probably because you're not eating enough. Like you're not having a big enough breakfast. You're not actually having a lunch. And like, no wonder you're starving by the time you get off because you've been active all day. Plus, you've barely eaten all day. So that is probably something to consider as well. Just making sure you're fueling yourself well enough that you then don't end up overeating. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm perceiving this right about the wine. If you're not drinking as well, like that's I know just not. Oh, having so, what's the problem? <laughs> 
like what's the point in going skiing without apres ski sorry what um <laughs> why no um I think if you if you're not drinking you know that is already going to be taking away a lot of potential calories that a lot of people tend to I mean 99.9% of people tend to really overindulge in when they go skiing um yeah okay let's move on to the second part of the question she says also when do I train during the season would you recommend focusing more on my upper body training okay we miss she's going for a full ski season you don't need to train you you have to understand when you're skiing again you're using your full body I love it that you're like should I just do upper body every you're using everything you're using your posterior chain you're using your core you're using lower body upper body I I recommend that you do not train and you're probably going to be sore anyway I think she's going for the whole season nice you Um, could something like add in a morning routine of 20 push-ups in the morning something yeah, like really I love challenge of just like yeah I'm just gonna do some push-ups like it's something simple it's something easy you doesn't take up much time it doesn't take up any brain power to figure out what workout you should be doing or anything you just get up do 20 push-ups whether that's in sets of five or you can do it in one go whatever and then get on with your day and you're going to be active all day anyway agreed with Emma she says, I've been training myself since May of last year just by following you awesome people. And I've been really pleased with my slow and steady progress. I cannot thank you enough for sharing all of your knowledge. What a lovely comment. I'd be happy to complete the season as I am now, but if I could shift that last five-ish kgs, I'd be well chuffed. Much love. Thanks again. Yeah, it's just about being a little bit careful with diet, but everything that we've said pre- previous to that applies. Um, okay, anything on the live? Yeah, Tajal is just saying that she's going skiing in a month as well. With being active on the slopes for seven days, should I worry about getting a workout in? No. No, guys, no. It's exhausting. It's fun, but it's exhausting. It's a full active trip. You know, it wouldn't be like, find time to work out while you climb Everest. Like, fuck off. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going in February and I'm very excited. I, 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 I <laughs> huh? Where are you going? Barbier. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited because it's like, it's it's a girl's only trip. And I couldn't go last year, not last year, the year before COVID and I was gutted. This year I'm fucking going. (laughs) Fair. Um, Polly's also saying, hi lovelies, I'm looking for a good joint supplement. I have a few wee spots of arthritis, especially my knee. I'm sure you mentioned something before, Chloe, just trying to do the best for my joints as I get older with HRT sadly not being an option uh, looking for alternatives um really this is one for a physio to be honest um you know that you could, could any you could receive like a steroid injection ostinol injections will probably be really helpful for you um which is basically like a lubricant right into the joint like you know tin man um in, in terms of supplements um you know you might want to try and again like i'm not going to really hammer this home because this is totally on your dime and on your kind of inclination to try it collagen um curcumin turmeric um fish oils yeah that's about it emma yeah weirdly i've had this question three times in slightly different wording in the last like two days about can I change? Cold here now. 
yeah well yeah it's like what diet what can I do diet wise to help my arthritis and like if you go on the internet there'll be loads of stuff about like anti-inflammatory diets and you need to cut out this and you can't have gluten and you can't have that and but there's absolutely no evidence that that's really going to help you if you do have arthritis I would go and speak to your doctor because any supplement or anything is going to be like a drop in the water compared to or a drop in the ocean compared to like medication that could actually help you if you're struggling um it will probably be something anti-inflammatory ish wise so the only the only thing that I sometimes suggest to people which isn't doesn't have that much evidence behind it but also is relatively cheap and I don't think there'd be any negative side effects is sulforaphane which is like a broccoli extract and it's just a really high dose antioxidant Uh, so if it is arthritis caused by inflammation or it's causing inflammation those two things it's kind of like what's causing what but anyway um that could help the other thing I would suggest diet wise is Mediterranean diet which is probably like if there is an optimal diet for health it's that anyway so yeah so reduced inflammation with the Mediterranean diet is quite common um so if you are going to change your diet I would look to eating in a more Mediterranean diet style way but I wouldn't spend a load of money on any supplements because there's really not much evidence that any of them are going to help um yeah yeah um I had a couple of questions about um CBD in relation to that as well and there's like there's just not really much evidence for it Uh, the other problem is like there's theoretical reason why it would reduce pain which is quite interesting um I wrote it down actually I wonder if I still have it I love the I love the word endocannabinoid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> endocannabinoid system oh love endocannabinoid it is like probably the best word after canoodle that there is canoodle um yeah so I looked up this when I was having back pain and a load of people sent me CBD and I was like hmm, I wonder if there's actually any rationale for this and the, the rationale or the potential mechanism and I say potential in like bold highlighted is that CBD stops the body absorbing a compound called basically a compound that I can't pronounce surprisingly enough Um, and increased levels of this in the bloodstream could in theory reduce the amount of pain someone feels. Um, CBD has also had like some very tentative evidence to reduce inflammatory related pain so there is a potential that it might help arthritis but again like it's probably not going to help people with what I was struggling with which was more like neuropathic pain so like if you have like sciatica CBD is probably not going to do anything potentially with something like arthritis which is caused by inflammation maybe but at the moment there's just really there isn't many studies there are a few on arthritis there's some on MS and like general chronic pain um and and probably part of the reason for that is that weirdly although you can literally just go to the supermarket and buy a shit ton of cbd oil if you want another problem with that is that it's not regulated and no one knows how much is in cbd oil if there's any at all yeah some supplements have been tested and they're like there's actually no cbd in here at all Mm. um but i think there's like huge ethical limitations in research which is kind of annoying at this point because you're like 
you can go and buy it from a shop, anyone can buy it, but we still don't have ethical approval to test it in these populations, or it's very hard to get. Ridiculous. Um, utterly, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And then and then I'm just like people with chronic pain, especially things like arthritis, it will literally try anything. And it sometimes it's like yeah. A bit unethical. Yeah. I, I mean quite honestly, I'd rather just smoke a joint. Yeah, me too. And I did <laughs> a lot. <laughs> But hey, and I do frequently. That was basically I was just trying to get in CBD, and that works. To be fair, um, just trying to recommend drugs to all of you. <laughs> I guess my my long winded point is you could try CBD, but we don't like depending on where you get it. We don't actually know if there's any active ingredient in it at all, or if that active ingredient is going to work. So stick to the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, I think that's fucking good suggestion and agreed about that being the best diet. I might have to let Bertie out in a sec. Is there anything else in the live? Yes. Um, hello, Clemmer. Just a quick question on gym workouts. Sorry if it's really obvious. Legs gym workouts. I'm doing 80 kilograms on leg press and 27.5 on leg extension. Should the weights be equal with these machines? <laughs> no, they absolutely should not. There's no way that you'll be able to do leg extensions at the same as as like press so that is totally fine don't worry about that much like we kind of get similar questions with other exercises especially tends to be things like lateral raises because they're really hard to increase the weight on um and yeah it's totally normal to be kind of stuck on a lateral raise chloe what can you can you um leg extension more than you can leg press no yeah exactly yeah oh, no. <laughs> they be. come on Oof. and then there's just a few people so liz is saying turmeric capsules have definitely helped me with knee pain and kanchan saying that she has arthritis in her back and has managed it through a lot of lower inflammatory foods yeah had it for eight years and not had to take prescribed injections yet and and like it's great to hear these like anecdotal evidence of, of these things and that like that's fantastic if that's working for you but do bear in mind that that like that isn't a study that's one person there could be a myriad of reasons that you've not had to get that injection independently of any change in your diet um so if you want to have a look at that kind of stuff then go and i would look at examine.com is a really good place yes. to get some like 100 percent agree 100 great great um reference um what was I going to say yeah in terms of like austenol injections is one thing but you want to do everything you can you want to adjust all your options before you go for like a steroid option and even then after you've had that one it's like a yeah because like yeah it's not great yeah you can I think you're only allowed to have like three aren't you because it's essentially just like yeah I think you have like what you can have one a year and you can have like three total and then that's it yeah not great I don't even know do they do that for arthritis yeah, they did it for James and his ankle. Because uh, uh. I know that like they gave it to me because they thought, I think a lot of the time with the back, I think they're like, if we can make the nerve uninflamed, then it yeah. like, should be okay. But you've not actually fixed the problem really. So no. It's like that's why a load of um like ex-professional uh, athletes end up going on HGH because they're just trying everything they can to fix their body. It's really interesting. It's like a 
the real thing. Okay, we're going on the live. Okay, Tracy Knight. Hi, Emma and Chloe. I hope you're both well. Please, can you advise? Emma, you gave me advice seven weeks ago to up my calories by 100. And now I've been on a 1,700. You put them up again because I've been doing an eight-week challenge on the Peloton bike, which I finished this week. I also had an HRT implant inserted four weeks ago due to HRT gels not absorbing for me. That's interesting. I now feel very hormonal, yeah, due to the implant uh, and my body adjusting to it. I can feel that I must have fluid retention. It's making me feel terrible at the moment and my weight is climbing up and up. I now want to definitely try a month or so for fat loss. But I also keep on with, but also keep on with my workouts to keep gaining strength and keep getting strong. <laughs> same, same. Shall I reduce my calories now back down to 1600? What is your advice going forward, please? I know what I think, but Emma, I'll let you take this. Oh, I wonder if we think the same. Um, I, so we had actually a similar post. I think it was Nikki in the group today. And I actually, I sent her this form that I use to basically assess my own values and, and goals. So I can share that with you as well. But I think just making sure that this is actually the right thing to do. It's, we get this so often, especially with the longer members of the easy method who have reached their goals. And then sometimes like actually you're just a little bit bored or you want another goal so you're like I think I'm going to go back into fat loss and even in that message you don't seem that sure about it like I want that but I also want to get stronger and I also want to do this and I'm also quite happy with the way things are and that's that's why I said that to Nikki as well because she was like and I've just met someone and we're going out on loads of dates and I'm really happy at the moment but my clothes feel a tiny bit tight so I was thinking I'll just diet again and it's like well I mean and we're not saying that's the wrong thing to do you absolutely can diet again if you want to and also on that note dieting doesn't have to be this huge thing you could literally just be like huh that's funny I've put on a little bit of weight I'm just going to make a couple of little changes it doesn't have to be oh I'm dieting again everything's completely changed I'm now in a deficit like yeah you will be but it can just be as simple as oh I'm going to stop having three sugars with my tea and just be a little bit more mindful about what I'm eating and I'm going to have you know a bit more veg with my meals instead of more carbs like that can be especially when you're around maintenance like that's the kind of like iteration we're talking about when you're like long-term life maintenance doesn't have to be on-off diets yeah but saying that it could still be the wrong thing for you then that's why I want you to kind of do that value setting worksheet and it might seem quite woo-woo because it kind of starts with like what's your life mission and then it delves down into like what do you need to do today to get you closer to your goals but it often gives you the perspective of okay, actually, this is what's really important to me. And diet doesn't really fit into that at the moment. And it's not the right goal for me. And yeah, I think that's an important thing to consider before you commit to doing that. And a quote I really like on that, that I put up yesterday, and now I can't remember what it is. Hold up. Yeah, nothing is so fatiguing as the eternal hanging on of an unfulfilled goal and I think we see that quite a lot with people who over diet who are like always think that dieting should be the end goal or that they have this scale weight goal in their head that they're always working towards and it doesn't serve them anymore and, and realizing that and actually giving up on that goal is a positive thing and it's a very freeing thing so just have a consideration. We're not saying that it's right or wrong that you're dieting at the moment, but make sure it's the right thing before you commit to it. And then when you commit to it, fucking commit to it 100%. I love everything Emma said. And I 
also that's essentially sunk costs what you just talked about holding on to that eternal goal that's yeah. never happened. um you know i think I, I i've spent the last few months in you know, emma you know is not too too different really being pissed off at the whole diet anti-diet pendulum swing um and that's kind of been like my message of late I'm starting to realize actually, I think the more important message everybody needs to realize if is this life is constantly in flux, therefore your body will always be in flux as will your bank account, as will your relationships, as will your work motivation. I mean, literally everything, whether it's tangible like your body or, um, or uh, metaphoric, like your, your outlook on life. I mean, it, it's, it's so, I think everybody, every woman in the world who's obsessed with, well, not obsessed, I should say, but who really can't get away from dieting or really can't get away from not always being quote unquote in shape, um, you know, or, or feeling like they can never get there. Like just a look at your life, how it is. Is it already fucking fantastic? Is that really worth it? Cause you do have to, you know, it is effort. Can you be bothered? Like health and fitness is one thing, but getting in physique shape is a, is a whole other thing entirely. Like, is it really important to you in the grand scheme of things? And then for the other people, the other bracket who, and I suppose this is me, kind of fluctuate, not not massively, but just kind of really nicely kind of fluctuate around about the same. Yeah, it's reflective of your life. Like, and that's, and I, I said this in one of our last lives, like that's a positive thing. Can you imagine how boring your life would be if you worked your fucking tits off to get in sick shape and then you stayed there forevermore? It'd be horrific. You would be so controlled. You would be so obsessive, so completely narcissistic. It's actually really nice if you're like, oh, actually, it's not a period of my life where I can do that right now. That shows how rich and full your life is. Like, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I think this is a realization that I came to without realizing that I was there. And now I have some hindsight and I'm like, wow. I just think everyone really needs to think about this. Like, why should you, why should you be a statue? That's not living. That's standing still. <laughs> like it's not, it shouldn't really necessarily be the goal. Yeah. I, and this is kind of what I was talking about yesterday as well, is that like your goals should change as you grow. Like you shouldn't have the same goal. If you still have the same goal you had five years ago, you've probably not grown very much in five years. And like taking that to the extreme, I was like, I remember in like nursery my best mates one of them wanted to be a dog and one of them wanted to be a taxi driver because his dad was a taxi driver like neither yeah, dog yeah, yeah the, when she grew up she wanted to be a dog <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like of course because you grow and you change and people think well yeah but yeah from when you're six yeah but you can grow and change in six months and think oh I used to really be like obsessed with that or I used to really have this attachment to the scale weight now I've grown so much that and this happens a lot on the EC method. People come and they're like, I really want to weigh X or I really want to fit into these jeans. And then like part of what we do is kind of bring people in by giving them what they want and then give them what they need. And a lot of the time what they need is mindset change. And that you can't just like click your fingers and that happens. Like it's constant exposure. It's constant reassurance. It's listening to these lives. It's like us getting in your head a little bit and helping you question your own narrative around your life. That takes time but you're allowed to change your goals and you're meant to change your goals. And it's okay to say like, I've, I've chosen to give up on that goal. I've chosen to change my goal because it oh. doesn't serve me anymore. And it isn't like, it shouldn't be seen as a negative thing because it's certainly not a negative thing. Yeah, I posted a photo on my Instagram last night, uh, just laughing at my, just showing Emma before we came on, my like teenage outfit and 
my this morning mug and my you know 2017 moldy old biscuits that I was eating and just laughing at but this is like so me being home to a tea and someone dropped into my dms and was like some creepy guy and was like finally I've been waiting for so long for a body pic and I was like first of all ooh, you're gross and second of all I was like second of all google me just there's just I'm literally naked on the internet oh my god um, I forgot to tell you when I was looking for a photo of you to put into all of our photos in Mexico <laughs> I googled you right and some really old photos come up and it's like you and it must be like your ex-boyfriend and they're so <laughs> they're so funny and then I just got you them and send you them obviously you've yeah. seen them I've seen them all and I don't want to see any of them again and I also just like I used to just like not care like about having my photo taken now I'm really funny about it like really funny about it. I shake I'm like go away go away go away um and I just look at those photos and I'm like who is that like I don't even know who that person is but this is the thing exactly what I'm saying don't you think like when that's what I mean like you grow like the self-awareness and I was just like I was like this guy was creepy but I was like I'm just I'm different now I'm just different I, I still think I have a great body you know in terms of like I, it can do some amazing things I'm not really lean but who the fuck cares I'm in great shape it's great everything's great I don't really want to show anyone but again and I again I think I'm repeating myself I think I said this on the last live as well I love like I follow loads of physique athletes and I don't I have no shame admitting that I think they're really inspiring and really motivating because I know how much goes into it and that's their goal their goal is to get on stage and win a trophy and to some people it's massively arbitrary and narcissistic and ridiculous and to some people it's like who cares that's your goal go for it like you know it's no better than the guy who invented the noodle and is now a a (laughs) multi-millionaire like whatever it's your life do what you want to do and I love it but yeah I'm just not in that space anymore it's really, it's and I think that's interesting. Because I don't think it's necessarily to do with your body changing either. Like, not to blow my own trumpet, but like, I'm in great shape at the moment. I'm tanned. Like, I'm living in Mexico. We train every day. The gym is phenomenal. We go for a walk every morning. There's these massive salads that we have. Like, I'm in great shape, but I'm not like, it, previously, I probably would have been like, yes shot shot shots like filming myself in the gym or like get it or like I don't know taking loads of pictures of my body and stuff like I'm not interested in the slightest in doing that yeah I probably look the exact same as when I was interested in doing that and I think it just shows like more personal growth and like oh okay there's actually I care more about going on live and helping people than I do about posting another picture of my abs or whatever I find it very odd when people like film their workouts I find it very brilliant and massively helpful to their audience so not in a negative way but I'm like the last thing in the world I want to do when I'm mid-workout is set up my camera and start filming I'm fucking training I I don't want it and every time I do it people are like thank you please do more and I'm like okay (laughs) okay anything else on the live okay um Kajal if my upper body is getting lean, baby muscle definition, but my lower body isn't, is this a quote unquote problem area? However, it's my strongest part. Uh, just been able to squat my body weight. That's phenomenal. Well done. Okay. Should I double up on legs? Will this actually make them bigger? Just so confused. I have loose skin, a lot of it. Is that making my perception of my lower body? Is that masking my perception of my lower body? This is, you're a female, basically, is what happened, is what's happening. 
I'm just going to diagnose this at the moment, but that's essentially the reason that your lower body is bigger. Like that's totally normal. And even when you look at like extremes of this, like if you do watch things like bodybuilding and it's just a good example of people getting to very low body fat, most women tend to have like shredded upper body and still relatively high amount of fat on their lower body because that tends to be where we store fat. Like it's the typical pear-shaped woman like that's where we're meant to store body fat so it I don't think calling it a quote unquote problem area is a useful term for it but it's where you will store more body fat and actually like we spoke about this before and obviously everything is perception but I think it looks pretty great possibly because you always want what you don't have (laughs) and it's slightly hypocritical of us even if we're saying it in a positive way to be like to celebrate an area of somebody's body but I love a pear-shaped girl. One handy P, it's, it's a sexy body type. Yeah. But yeah, that's fine. So there's nothing that you need to do. You don't need to do more legs. If anything, it probably will make them bigger. Um, but yeah. if you do more legs, do more legs. Yeah. Okay, we're good on the live. Okay. Surly, Surly Knowles. Hi it's Emma. Like a head teacher being like, Sally? Sally, is she here? Is she present? Can you make yourself known? I don't know if I'm saying it right. There's a guy I know and his name is spelled S-I-O-R. I think you pronounce it sure, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm oh. not sure. But every time I see him all the time and I'm really scared to go say hi because I'm like, I'm scared I'm going to say your name wrong. Okay, uh, this is for you, Em. Hi, Emma. I hope you're enjoying Playa del Carmen. Oh, she even knows exactly where you are. There's so much going on. I totally forgot about the EC method merchandise. I was wondering if there's any way that I can order a cropped vest <laughs> at a later date. Probably not one for the live, but Emma. <laughs> um, do you know what, Chloe? It wasn't a hellish experience this time. I outsourced it very well. It seems to have worked very well. I was quite dubious about some of the choices that they decided, like the man who does it is very, um, let's just move on, but it's it, No, like, I want to know, no, finish that sentence. One of the vests is dark and he decided to put like the dark logo on it, even though like I would think, do you know what, it's a dark vest, so I don't put the light logo on it. He's also changed the crop top logo, which I like. So normally it's got the black, E, but now it has the white E. And I was like, I kind of want myself one of those. Um, yeah, but, but but that's also like kind of taking it upon yourself to change our branding. Which yeah. Not permission to do. Um, he also, yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting working with him. But I've basically set up a drop shipping business for him now, and I feel like it's really going to improve his business. So you're welcome. Oh um but yeah I could do another order before Christmas it, who knows if it will get there before Christmas though that's the thing like the turnaround time is quite long but because it was not that painful for me then I'm, I'm happy to do it again so long answer yes <laughs> Kan Chan saying he sounds dominating red flag <laughs> <laughs> I like I kind of like it but I think I'm gonna say like I would have rather be asked beforehand, but hey. This is the kind of thing James and I would argue about, is I would tell him something like that and be like, that really annoys me. 
and he'd be like why if it looks better why do you care and I'd be like it's it's the principle and he'd be like I don't know why you care and I'd be like <laughs> okay yeah. okay let's do last question Laura Sanders 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 hi Clemma this is round two and it's been a bit of a roller coaster for me where I've overindulged but I've been consistent for two weeks and I'm finally seeing the scales turn down again I do the at-home weighted workouts and I'm intrigued about the science behind changing from compound lifts to kettlebells for lower body workouts. It's not science. I just throw in loads of different options in there because everyone has different equipment. And at this point, there's so many different workouts that all of you have something to choose from. Um, also like a, a, a lot, unless you're doing like, unless you're doing like a bicep curl with a kettlebell, most exercises you're gonna do with kettlebells are still compound movements. Um, the way I can lift drops a lot for these movements. And I would like to know if the effects of changing to this method of training are having on my body. Thank you, I'm already looking to round three. Okay, so again, it's there's no science behind it. It's literally just catering to all of you for all your home equipment. Home equipment is unbelievably hard to program for, but I feel like, because we've been doing this so long, we've amassed a lot of workouts that will work for all of you. Um, the reason why you might be finding that you're struggling more with kettlebell workouts is because of what I just said. They tend to be, they tend to kind of uh, cross that like cardio resistance threshold. They are typically, like I said, unless you're doing something like a bicep curl or maybe a lat raise, they're typically compound movements, kettlebell swings and presses and all the stuff you do with them. So it's exhausting and it's a fucking good workout. Um, but yeah unfortunately there's no like and now i'm going to give them a different way to achieve x now unfortunately it doesn't work like that yeah i mean i think kettlebells is like a slightly overhyped but it's just a weight it's the same as a dumbbell like most of the stuff you can do with kettlebell you can do with a dumbbell like it, yeah. it's just an external weight so there's no real reason behind it but it could just be that the way chloe's programmed those workouts is slightly harder or it's a slightly different stimulus that you're not used to so it feels harder Oh, kettlebell, like I say, it's the exercises typically that you'll put in for a kettlebell. Um, you know, you think about like just kettlebell swings, for example, you know, that is, that's, uh, it's a hip hinge, you're, you're going to be working your, your hamstrings, your glutes, your core, your forearms, your shoulders, your back, like you are working everything. And that is a high intensity movement. So not only are you working all these areas and it's fucking painful, like kettlebells, like I said, it's just because of the design of them. You know, she used it for, for Russian military fitness training. I mean, it's no joke just because, of the design, you know, you do those kettlebell swings for, you know, a full minute or, you know, whatever, however I programmed it. You're going to be blowing. It's tough. It's really tough. But um, if you have that option, it's, it's always especially with home workouts. And I find this with my home workouts on a personal level. I, I switch it up more I have to or I get more bored whereas in a gym space it's kind of more me me methodical <laughs> agreed <clears throat> okay we'll just read out this lovely comment and then we can go this is from Catherine just wanted to say a quick thank you to you both I'm finally able to not care about the scale weight I'm enjoying getting PTs in the gym PBs sorry not PTs <laughs> And seeing small changes in my body. I've not been perfect with some nights out, but basically stuck more or less to my calories without feeling restricted. I've never felt so happy in my own skin. Thank you. Stop. That's wonderful. That's amazing. 
well done. Okay. I love our group. I love our group yeah. so much. And it takes, you know, sometimes. You want me to play us out? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, my lover. Oh, God. Bye, shit. my friend. <laughs> Do you have a request? I was trying I'm to think of a word with anything, guitar. Anything but that. <laughs> oh, Amelia's looking great. Thanks. She's Come wearing on. all white. Let's see. Babe, Let's what could see, you then. think? Oh, I love that outfit. How how French Riviera. Thanks. I feel very French Riviera, to be honest. I feel very classy. You look, you look classy. Well, thanks. What am I going to wear? This one. Her Something's supermarket sports bra. Something's happened to it. Like, it's very <laughs> This it's is like dangerously close to coming up. What's it? Which is the nipple that we'd want to see, if you know what this, I'm saying? That one. Oh, wow. I don't think anyone would. I wonder if you got your tits out on a live. I wonder if anyone would complain about like sexual harassment. Should we try? <laughs> Doing Janet Jackson. I and I'll do a Justin Timberlake and be like, nothing to do with me. I did not incite this. I did. I did. <laughs> I think like our group is quite a trusting and like oh, don't. I think they'd be like, Nips, lips happen, babe. It's fine. I'd be like, thanks for the support, everyone. I was talking to Emma about this before we came live, but I'm feeling super anxious at the moment because there's so much going on and like none of it is in my control. <laughs> I'm such a victim. <laughs> it's all happening at me. Um, and I, and I actually- It's happening for you. I feel like, for me, I feel like our EC method is like such a safe space. Like it's my safe space of people. And like when I'm, I'm when I'm in a headspace that I'm in now, which is quite um, nervous about people, <laughs> It's really nice to know that we've got a really nice group of people here that is like basically our family and can just like envelop me. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think like a really good example of this is how awkward we still get doing Instagram lives? Oh my god, yes. I don't know. Like, uh, and then when we're in the group, we're just like, who wants to see my nipples? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it. We've got such a family. I just love it. And like the only people I respond to on my Instagram DMs are like REC lot everyone else I ignore I'm like no no you have my number fuck off no I don't know you fuck off ECM people I'm like oh client <laughs> yeah true true right we love you all have lovely weekends bye